0: Hi everyone, this is Helen from Asian Bitches Um I have the honor to have uh, one of the, this lady, very special lady that I met online. Um, I will let her tell us uh, about her adventure very soon, but I would like to introduce uh, to everyone Zoe. Um, Zoe, can you start by telling us your background, where you're from? Uh, I'm going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> no worries.
1: Where did uh, you- uh, hello everyone, I'm Zoe. Um, I'm from Taiwan, Tainan, so I was born in Tainan and basically s- I stayed in Tainan my entire whole life. Until uni, so I went to Taipei for my university. Yeah, and I studied in law degree and uh, administration. So I have two bachelor degrees. Yeah, and I graduated. From the uni and i went back to Taiwan straight away to save up some money because the rental in Taiwan is just ridiculous ridiculous so and then i start working as um like a legal assistant in a technology in Taiwan. and then one day i just feel like I'm a bit bored it's mm-hmm. another job for me so at that time um Working holiday in Australia, is, it was very popular. So one of my fr- best friends in um, uni asked me, do I want me to go with him? But I couldn't because I only just stopped working. But since last, I start, keep thinking about like uh, to go to Australia, just working to do the working holiday thing. Mm-hmm. But my parents wouldn't let me to do it. Because they think it's a waste of time and waste of money. And uh, it just, so I said, okay, how about I went? Um, to Australia to study a master degree they should be happy about it okay. yeah but i could not afford it i was not born in a wealthy family so i actually borrowed the money from the Taiwanese government so to complete my degree in
0: australia mm-hmm. what yeah. did you, sorry what did you study in australia
1: okay so i came here to study master degree in criminology
0: oh okay yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, uh, it's a good lead that uh, following my next question. So what is your current occupation and why did you pick this career path?
1: Yeah, so I'm a, currently have two jobs. One is my full-time job. It's a, I'm a Queensland police officer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then my part-time job is uh, I'm in the army or mm.
0: Australia, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so why, why police officer? Because we don't see a lot of Asian women that have picked that career path. <laughs> Did you, um, was that always in your mind that you want to become a police?
1: um i actually never thought i would be a police officer when i was in taiwan because i have law degree so of course all the parents in taiwan want your daughter or your son to be a like a prosecutor or judge or lawyer so I, i always think yeah maybe a prosecutor or something but things got changed i ended up in australia and then was stay home mom for like seven years so I got really, really bored. I just—it's not my personality. I did not want to be a stay-at-home mom at all. So I really wanted to do something. And mm-hmm. I am always into crime stuff. Like really into crime. So I read about crime, listen podcasts about crime, watching mm-hmm. documentary about crime. Everything is about crime. Mm-hmm. So I, I told my husband one day, I said, "Hey, how about? Do you think I can be a police officer?" He said, "Yeah, sure. It's pretty." suits my personality because mm-hmm. my personality is more like black and white There's no gray yeah <laughs> yeah so then i did so yeah police officer says something about crime so i said yeah i'll give it a go
0: okay interesting um could you take us through of how to become a police officer i guess a lot of our listeners who has asian backgrounds Police officer working in the police force might not be their first choice, but you know we like to have our listeners to think about diversifying their career. And is it a very uh, difficult pathway to become a police officer? Um, what sort of like trainings or studies that you have to prepare for? Yeah.
1: So uh, this things has been changed over the. Uh, time so when i first joined it was uh, harder than now Mm -hmm. now it's easier because they're actually actually lacking off a staff member because it's a tough job it's Mm -hmm. not a job for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah so even you think you want to be a police officer but when you actually start doing this job you will some people actually found out this is not a job for them The how you apply, how you become one. So you just jump on the Queensland or any states, uh, please recruit website. It's pretty detailed how you're going to apply. At the time I was applying, you need to pass them. Like, you know, in Taiwan, the IQ test or the Mm. math and logical Mm-hmm. test unlike first which is like a 50 question within 12 minutes so it's impossible for you to finish anyway but it's a kind of like a challenging test to you how you can handle under stress
0: mm-hmm.
1: so every test has the logical behind it
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and after that if you pass they will send you emails or you need to start preparing your physical like your fitness mm-hmm. so i think fitness it's one of the challenges for a lot of people, especially female, but Mm -hmm. actually it's not that hard. It's in Australia, there's a thing called beep test. So it's like a Mm -hmm. 20 meter distance. And they will uh, play a recording. When you hear a beep, you start Mm -hmm. from one end to the other end. And then beat and you run back. I Just run keep back, doing yeah. that. Yeah, the shuttle run. But the time will be shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. So it depends on your age and your uh, gender. So there's a different standard.
0: Yes,
1: yeah. I see. Yes, a lava is probably the most difficult one.
0: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And then push it up 10 times, which is. Not that hard. uh Obstacle course—it's not that hard, but you do need to train for it. And then, and swimming—you need to be able to swim in like a uh, 100 meters with your clothes on. There's no time limits, and you can do whatever swimming you like, a different style you want to. Yeah, but need to be have a clothes on. And then after that, if you pass that, they will. Uh, send an email to you, inform you, yeah, you pass all those things and now you're going to the headquarters to do the written test and reading test. So, as a foreigner, English is not your first language. Mm. I think actually the reading, listening, writing test is probably the most difficult for us.
0: Oh, for you, okay.
1: Yeah, because as a police officer, one of your ability is you need to be able to communicate
0: yes mm-hmm. with
1: people and you need to understand what they're trying to tell you and at the same time you need to listen and writing at the same time mm-hmm. so i think read listening fine reading is fine or writing is fine separately but when you need to do two of them at the same time it's a challenge mm-hmm. yeah so the reading that's so all the actual test it's difficult for non-English speaker.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. Yeah. What was your family's reaction to your choice of work? Did they expect that you, I mean, they w- they didn't expect you to come to Australia and then you become a police officer. What was their reaction?
1: So yeah, they, they were a bit surprised and they didn't know well, it'd be a safe job or what. Of course it's not safe. Mm. <laughs> it's a pretty dangerous job because um, I'm the first response so everyone call us we need to be there the first person the first people like our crew will be there the first other thing um, yeah so but they say as long as you're happy more happy I have a job mm. than just stay home mom so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah my mom keeps saying that you can't just be a stay home mom which is there's nothing wrong to be a stay home mom but she's a very traditional woman and she did think you can't rely on men to have a money so you need to have your own career and so she's more just was more happy he, she was happier like oh you have a job finally mm-hmm. so they didn't really care what job i got
0: yeah okay yeah that's yeah. great yeah i was the next question i was going to ask you is um could you just briefly describe like a normal shift at your work um when you turn up what sort of things that you go through
1: yeah so uh, a lot of people uh learn about police by watching dramas yes, uh, yes. yeah that's uh, completely wrong right. <laughs> we don't get to arrest people all the time yeah it's we don't have that such big power like um the tv show which is funny um and, like in my station we're doing nine hour shift. So during that nine hour shifts, you when people we have iPads. So when people call, it will show on our iPad which job we need to go to or what job is um, like a uh, right uh, wait the uh, waiting list. So we need to we can't choose a job. We need to start from the first priority, the top priority, mm-hmm. and then go through. Yeah. So then the job come out, we go to deal with it. So half of our shift actually was sitting in the office typing paperwork. Oh, so that's okay. actually shocked everyone because mm. a lot of people join the police, want to chase in car, want to chase in the criminal, want to be exciting. And it turned out half of your shift is typing paperwork. Paperwork, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, except the job people call on the day. We have a, a lot of task lists, and those lists could include some minor crime or something not urgent, but you need to get the CCTV footage, you need to go interview the suspect, like most minor crime, like fraud or um, stealing or petrol drive off like kind of stuff. But it's really time consuming because you need to... There's a heaps job on the iPad you have to go to, and you also need to use the spare time to complete your task. And Mm. our task is huge, like at least 20 case more. Wow. Yeah, or uh, if um, the court, if the criminal you charge did not want to play guilty, then that, that, it requires heaps more paperwork, and you need to use your spare time to complete all those court documents, mm-hmm. which is very time consuming. So our job is not always exciting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it involves a lot of administrative uh, yes. work. Yes, yeah, yeah, so- because
1: I think the system here and the Taiwan are completely different. So, you know, the prosecutor in Taiwan actually was, is the lead for a lot of investigation. Mm-hmm. Here, it's police. Mm-hmm. so we have if we decide to charge someone we have to type out the fact what did they do is this fit the elements of legislation or something and then handed that to prosecutors so prosecutor's job is just read what police say mm-hmm. so it's all on us we were the we are the one thing, complete almost
0: every court the work Ah, I see. That's that's definitely very tiring. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then in saying that, a non English speaker, mm. not a native tongue, typing is another very difficult thing because it's court document. Mm-hmm. Your language will be completely different than normal conversation language as well.
0: Yes, yeah. So
1: yeah. You, you kind of need to learn English all over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the way of how to format a police statement for the court procedure. Yeah. yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to move on as being an Asian female working in the police force. What's the working environment like for you? Um. Are there, I guess um, what I'm going to ask is that in your team, are there many police officers who are from diverse backgrounds or are they still very predominantly white
1: yeah. so it depends which area which station you work mm-hmm. uh my station i'm in gold coast and uh, my station i'm i'm the only asian there yeah and there's some officer there from like england so still uh, western people yeah so that's not really diverse diversity mm-hmm. in my station. So I was, I'm the only Asian there. Yeah. But there's some other station has a lot. So in Queensland Place, we have a program. When I first joined, there was a program called COLD, which is culturally and language diversity program. Mm-hmm. So they recruit people from overseas background or mm-hmm. their the person's parent were not born in Australia, speaking mm-hmm. Other language than the English, mm-hmm. so which is great. So there was a lot of when I joined that course, there were a lot of people from like Europe, like Hungary, they are Hungarian and German or Lao, mm-hmm. Korean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not many Taiwanese though. I, yeah, yeah, so it's great. But in my station, I'm just only Asian.
0: Okay, Um, well, my next question is going to be a little bit sharp and a bit tricky if you don't want to answer it, that's okay. Um, But being the the only Asian in your team, have you ever experienced like microaggressions or casual racism? Maybe not around your colleagues, but when you're dealing with, you know, uh, at your work, when you're dealing with uh, uh, criminals, have you, um, you know, came up with someone who say who doesn't want to deal with an asian police officer or something like that or particularly a mate you know female police officer yeah sometimes people do have a biases yeah
1: yeah so um when i was in the police academy one of my facilitator already warned me she's he Mm. was saying you are female and asian and i'm not particularly big because i'm actually one of the shortest Mm. In the whole, I'm only 160 centimeter, and like, a, yeah. So I'm compared to Western people, Australia, I'm teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. So he's a prepared to be racist, to be treated like. A, and I swear in his podcast, <laughs> yeah, he's a prepared to be treated like a piece of shit. Mm, oh my yeah, God. because you're female and Asian. So it's not uh, from the work, it's not from the colleague, it's from the community we deal with. Yeah, so it's true. So people look at me, they think, ah, Asian, female, small, have an accent when you speak English. So some of them trying to pick on you, you, say, I can't understand you, I can't understand you. Yeah, and then some of them just look at me and call me all sorts of names like an Asian bitch or uh, especially recently, a few, yeah, the COVID things. Mm -hmm. They were like a target to me. Yeah, Um, you people bring the COVID to this country or something like that. But as a police officer, you can't really let those words affect you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just, you need to deal with them like a very positive way. So either ignore them, just do what you're trying to do. Yeah, or you can confront with them, say, are you trying to be racist? I do that all the time. So last week, I just went to a job. It's involved a um, Japanese victim, and Australian Um the landlord, there's some issue, there's okay. conflict between them. Yeah. So the Australian landlord actually questioned me. So I understand you as an Asian, be here to support the Asian victim. Oh, no. So yeah, so in my kind of case, sometimes you need to s- stood up for yourself. You need to stand up for yourself. So that's what I said to her, I'm here as a police officer, not because I'm Asian. I'm here to do the translate because I can speak Japanese as well as I said. I'm here to translate and try to solve the problem, conflict here. So not as an agent, as a police officer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you need to kind of be, you need to tough up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Let them know you can't mock me around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it's common because, uh, you know, people like to pick up, they think the weakest one yes so i'm small and asian can not speak english properly according to them so like of course they're gonna pick on you instead of my partner big guy australian they're gonna pick on
0: you yeah i see um that that sounds really tough i i hope that your workplace have as much support as possible for you both mentally and physically because it just sounds really tough um, situation you have to go through. Um, I want to move on to uh, about your military work. Um, what prompted you to sign up to military work? I know that there's limited um, things that you can discuss but w- why did you decide to um, commit into the military positions?
1: Yeah, so my husband is the full-time Army. Okay. Yeah, so I watched him um, doing all those army stuff for a long time we've been married 13 years so yeah that's how long i have been watching him doing the army stuff i particular, i personally not really particular into army stuff but um how do you say so join as a reserve it's a a good experience for your life, so you don't have to dedicate yourself your whole life to the army, but you still can test the exciting and the military life. So what we do is work every Tuesday nights and one weekend of one weekend a month. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that's it. So you have your normal life, normal job, but you can become. army reserve when you can when you are available yeah so and i know the first training so which is the basic training everyone doesn't matter full-time part-time have have to go through the first training which is in kabuka uh it's a middle of nowhere so it's a huge army base yeah so i'm actually i was actually excited to do that because uh I love all the physical training stuff. I, yeah, I like sports, uh, exercise and physical training, you know, like uh, when you, you were kids in Taiwan, you join those like summer camp, the boot camps, like, uh, yeah, the fake I army. Mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, for me, I think it will be a serious boot camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it will be fun to do it. So I said, I want to challenge myself, see can I actually survive mm-hmm. from that, yeah.
0: Ah, oh, so that's where you go. That sounds so interesting. Yeah, it's very different to how we perceive, because I grew up like, I spent my like 10 years, first 10 years in Taiwan, and sports and outdoor activities were not very popular, especially for girls. It wasn't yeah. encouraged for girls to do it. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's very good.
1: Um, so I think in that part, it's because both of my parents, they were athletes.
0: Ah, in Taiwan
1: yeah so I start playing sports since I was very little I was always playing basketball Mm -hmm. and then I do uh, like a street like hip hop dance since I was little as well so I'm always doing some outdoor stuff like active stuff
0: Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's great um so where to from here do you wish to progress into a higher position in the police force or what's your current thinking do you have a goal and goal for yourself in your career
1: well um so in police career is like when you first join you need to be a general duty which is the frontline officer and then after a few years' time, you can start progressing to whatever special unit you want to be, like a CPIU for children's crime or the CRB for like the big, bigger crime, like mm-hmm. investing some crime, like a serious crime, like a murder or something. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a detective at the beginning, but the longer I stay in general duty, I found general duty is more of so, a every job we go to every single job mm-hmm. doesn't matter it's a minor crime or serious crime we are always the first one to get in touch with the community and the first one to attend the crime scene i actually find that's quite interesting so i don't actually have a goal now i kind of just like um want to learn as much as i can when i stay in the general duty but if one day i decide to go to other branch and then yeah maybe but and the moment i'm happy to stay in general duty
0: mm, i see i think yeah. you'll be a huge asset for police officer because we need people who are from diverse backgrounds now you can't just have you know white police all the time because police really need to diverse uh, you're dealing with a community of diverse people as well. So I guess um, you're such a big asset for the police officer because you have a diverse background, you can speak multiple languages. I think will help them a lot and also, you know, improving the image as well.
1: Yeah, so I actually got called to do translation job all the time. Yeah. Mm. So there was yeah, so th- there's a lot there's a lot of uh, Chinese Taiwanese, Japanese, mm. Koreans or yeah, sort of cultural in Australia. So yeah, I always get called to do the translation. Yeah, it's good. I love doing that because that's the job. I only I can do it. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. You're almost like a bridging. You know, acting as a bridge between you know differences. Because when you're even if you're facing you know perpetrator or victims who are from the diverse backgrounds, they might not want to dealing with white police they might feel like it's a bit imita- intimidating you'll be good you as a bridge isn't it I- i'm guessing
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's true so i uh, actually encountered kind of one of the quite interesting case before so there was like a two chinese people they were we didn't know what happened because we always we heard we drove past a river and we heard a woman screaming super loud. Mm-hmm. So we either think she got she's about to get raped or something. So we actually pulled over the car and I saw a Australian male covered by blood sending us on the side of the road and waving me down. So I tried to talk to him what happened. So and then he said there's an Asian man, he's really weird, he's chasing my wife. So I said, oh, yeah. okay, cool. So then we just tried to hunt, hunt them down because it's a, in a bushland. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, we can't see anyone there. But then eventually we got both of them. So it turned out they are all from China and they know each other. So the woman actually was trying to help the young Chinese man person. Mm-hmm. And then he actually really need help. So, and his English is pretty bad. So, I actually ended up helping and uh, he was homeless at the time, his car was burned down, so he has no personal belongings, no money, he was eager to work, doesn't matter what kind of job. So I actually communicated uh, with some uh, liaison officer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I know, and can help and uh, we actually found him a place to stay over the short term until he can afford to rent a house and then they actually offer him a job to do the car wash things mm-hmm. in Brisbane city which is a uh, good thing yeah so they and that Chinese young male person was really like uh, grateful like uh, keeps shaking my hand and then saying yeah like uh, he didn't know what to do if uh, he did not uh, meet me yeah so it's good things to help out
0: mm-hmm. people yeah, yeah I, I i i'm so grateful for your work <laughs> yeah i think we, we need more uh, police officers like you to you know build up a great image um, for the community uh, my final question would be uh, what advice would you give to women who might be considering to join the police force or participate in the military um, I, I know that um, there might be girls out there who are considering to study, um, criminology, but, um, they might not necessarily move into the, uh, legislative or the law, um, fields and they might consider to do, uh, join the police force. What kind of advice would you like to give them?
1: Um, just, do it. <laughs> don't yeah, just don't think, oh my English is bad. I can't mm-hmm. just try, just give it a go because you never know. Um but English, I would say, doesn't matter if you're fit or not fit, fitness is something you can train easy, as long mm-hmm. as you, it's not a biggest uh, issue for fitness. Mm-hmm. But English, I would say if you can't speak well English, you can't communicate. Mm-hmm. then that's the whole issue because the police job is not the force it's a service it's kind of like you need to be able to communicate with people we intend to do to solve all the conflict by communication not fighting or arrest someone so mm-hmm. communication is very is the key so mm-hmm. you need to be able to communicate with people and you need to have a big street smart so i think the downside for taiwan asians education system we're all very book smart so i think mm-hmm. the study part legislation but as long as you can you spend time to study we're all very good at doing tests doing test, yes. yeah but street smart is something we are really lacking of like um mm. i find australian are very creative they are very street smart so street smart is something you need to I don't know how you're gonna learn fine, but you need to, it's more like a working experience of your life experience and your attitude as so well. Like I say, people are gonna be racist towards you, they're gonna be aggressive towards you because what is please do it. Our job, you meet people at their worst time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more people won't call you unless they need help or they are in trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So you um you meet people at their worst time so you need to be able to handle all those aggression we have so many times the victim call us but they were actually the one being more aggressive than anyone Mm -hmm. yeah they're screaming yelling swearing at us but they were the one calling us for help Mm -hmm. so you need to be able to handle that and also you need to be able to it's really hard to say because as I said before, this is not the job for everyone. Mm-hmm. You need to handle all the stress and the um, dead body. You need to be able to mm-hmm. uh, not feel terrified or disgusted with those sorts of things. You need to touch the dead body. You need to be able to talk to the diseased family as well. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, So I don't think it's... Th- not necessarily for like a female Asian female want to join the force. I think it's for everyone. Right. It's not the job you think from the TV show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but for Asian female or Asian male, English. English mm-hmm. is the most important and a really positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You need to turn all the racist job or whatever into a positive way. You can't take it or eat otherwise you will be very sad and Yeah, you'll be
0: influenced and impact. Yeah. That will impact your job as well.
1: Mm -hmm. But English is definitely the key.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Well, um, that was my final question. Um, Thank you so much, Zoe, for all the work that you do for the community. Well, that's it from us. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you for chatting with me today.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thank you.